In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Welcome to Nature Spirit Speak with metaphysician Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. She's also a nature intuitive and prosperity coach who will be sharing with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Stay with us now as Geraldine brings to you her secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. This is Nature Spirit Speak on Toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Dr. Geraldine Tagalov. Well, hello everyone and welcome to Nature Spirit Speak. And it is a sensational day here in Melbourne, Australia today. The sun is shining, the sky is blue, and boy, uh, am I ready for a fabulous show today. Yes, I'm Geraldine from NatureSpiritSpeak.com and today's note to self.com. And I am your very excited host for the next hour. I have got really good things to share with you today and on top of that, a wonderful, wonderful guest. And today's theme is quite a heavy one, but let's see if we can lighten it a little. It's around grief and depression and how we can find meaning within each of these incredibly powerful emotions. Yes, as I said, I also have a wonderful and inspiring woman as a guest on my show today, Mary Simaluka. Mary is truly a remarkable person who has gathered a wealth of wisdom through her personal experience of life. Mary is certainly one, certainly, most definitely, who can speak about our topic today uh, and from a place of great understanding. So... Let's begin today and set the intention right here and now to be open to learning how to embrace our times of depression and grief because truly we all have to go through these at some point in time and how we can find meaning within each of these extremely difficult emotions. Now, you can do this even if you've never done this before. Today is the day to grow your understanding of how you can embrace these experiences and bring more peace and happiness and love into your life than ever before. Woohoo! This is good. Now, it wasn't so long ago I remember sitting in this terrifying place and asking myself, you know, How on earth does anyone do this? How do they lift themselves out of that grief and depression that we find ourselves in? How do I get through it? And how do I, in the midst of these uh, debilitating emotions, begin to put some sort of meaning back into my life and move forward? Well, these are the questions that we will be answering today. So if you are struggling with any type of grief and depression, my heart truly goes out to you. And I hope that today's show can give you 
just a tiny bit of hope, a flicker of hope. And yes, some practical strategies to move out of that state and back into finding a ray of sunshine that will begin to light up your life. Okay? We will begin today, though, by listening to our greatest of mentors, Nature Spirits. Now, today's note says, Remember today, in the midst of grief, to allow myself to be carried on the wings of angels until I can find the strength to mend my broken heart by finding the gift within my tears. This is a pretty big ask, isn't it? Well, the picture today is of a little heart-shaped pebble lying in the muddy waters of a flooded creek. It had been quite a day when I came across this pig, believe me. It was during a time when I was grieving for the life I once knew. I was very depressed, extremely depressed and sinking deeper. And the only way I could keep myself from drowning in my sorrow was to walk in nature. This was the only place that I could begin to uh, free myself, I guess, from all the stress and the worry and the incredible fear. Then the spirit of nature brought me an amazingly beautiful, beautiful message. And right now, I'd like us to listen to the message that came from nature spirit. So here we go. When you sit in depression and fear... It is sometimes difficult for us to bring you a message of hope that will lift you above the muddy waters of life and into the light of love. It is quite a demanding task for nature spirit to bring messages that are connected to negative emotion, as we do not experience such feelings. But during your walks, the soil felt the sorrow coursing through your body. The water felt the sadness flowing through your tears, and the little white pebble felt the anguish and grief that has been emanating from your heart. So, this little heart-shaped pebble, along with the water of the creek and the muddy soil, stepped forward to offer their love and guidance in the form of this beautiful image and message. To fully Live a physical life is to feel both positive and negative emotion. This is why you came to walk this beautiful planet, to feel your way into creating your dreams and desires and to grow into the best possible you that you can be. Feeling negative emotion is what guides you away from negative experiences and into what brings you joy. Now, you can see that the guidance or signposts you are searching for are always, always found in the depths of your heart. You are never, ever alone, and you are always loved and protected. Your powerful partner the universe, the great spirit, awaits your recognition and acceptance. It is now time to stretch out your hand and grab hold of life. It is up to you to find the truth of who you are and live. 
You are so loved. Wow. Well, after hearing this message, I made my way home with a, a tiny bit of new hope and a slightly happier song to sing. Now, I know that part of my interview with Mary today will be looking at the grief associated with the loss of loved ones. But before I introduce Mary and, and ask her to tell her incredible story, there's something else that I would like to just touch on. And this too may help you work your way through the grieving process. What I'm wanting to chat about is connecting to the spirit of the person who's passed from this earthly journey and returned to the world of spirit. This also gives us a little bit of hope. I know that this might be a difficult thing to grasp for some, and I also know that some will consider this a hocus-pocus, but the fact still remains that we can communicate with our loved ones who have passed. For me, this has always been extremely comforting. So now it might be time for you to begin, you know, becoming your own medium. A medium, for those who don't know, is a person who can speak with the spirit world or connect with the spirit world. And all you really need to do is speak with them as if you're, they were still here in the physical and they will respond. They're, you know, this, well, all you really have to do is ask. My dad is around me on a very regular basis and we've worked our own little method of communication. Now, don't laugh too much, but I know that when I ask my dad for help, if the answer is yes, I get this incredible urge to yawn, a very unusual yawn. If the answer is no, then there's absolutely no, nothing, just yeah, no response at all. So we've kind of figured this out. And I know it might sound a little strange and it might sound like, you know, I need to be in the funny farm, but it works. And how does it work? I have total faith and trust that when I ask to speak with him, he's there. Even my husband Bill will say to me sometimes, Geraldine, is spirit here? which is quite often the case in this house because, you know, we just love it when they're around. Or he'll say, is your dad here? Because my eyes are really buzzing. And this is quite often happens too. Our eyes begin to get quite, um, you know, itchy or a little bit red and we seem to be blinking lots. And yes, I have to sheepishly respond, yes, spirit is around us. Now, it does take a little while to hear what they're wanting to tell us because they only communicate with maybe one or two words. So to begin with, you know, I, I know I would hear certain words in my mind, but I would dis dismiss them as me just imagining it. But once I accepted them as messages, it was simply amazing how things made sense and fell into place. So now, if you think you are not so good at hearing spirit messages, then why not ask them for signs or symbols? I often have to laugh at the messages I receive on the, the back of buses or the images in nature or something the grandchildren may come out with. Spirit certainly does have a wonderful sense of humor. Now, after the break, remember... I'm going to be introducing my amazing guest, Mary.
So I don't want you to go away because you will be stunned at what she has to share with us. Her wisdom and her understanding of, of how to move through these incredible emotions of grief and depression and onto finding meaning in your life is certainly something that we all need to grab hold of. Because I don't care who we are, we at some time are going to go through these emotions. And the more help we can get from someone who walks the talk, the better it is for us. So hang in there. Don't go away. We are going to hear amazing, amazing information. We ask ourselves, why does the same type of problem or the same problem itself keep reoccurring in our life? That's where Dr. Geraldine Tegelov comes in. This is Nature Spirits Speak. And we'll be back with more right after these on toginet.com. Is your website looking drab and dreary and in need of a facelift? Are you constantly going back and forth with your web builder for every small change or addition you wish to make? So you just leave it alone because it's just too hard and too costly. At smallbusinesswebsiteforyou.com, we understand your predicament and we're here to help. Talk to us about building or revamping your website and then putting you in control. We show you how to do the basic maintenance and additions. Have a new picture to add? Simple. A special to promote? Easy. Smallbusinesswebsiteforyou.com prices start from a low $400. Mention Nature Spirits Speak radio show for an instant 10% discount. Contact us now for a free quote or appraisal of your site. Visit www.smallbusinesswebsiteforyou.com today. Connect with Juliana and connect with what lies beneath. Friday afternoons at 4 or 3 Central on toginet.com. Juliana is certified as a life coach who wants people to connect. Connect with what lies beneath those truths and answers. And through her counseling practice, she has helped others find their personal power and fulfill their dreams. And she wants to do the same for you here on Connect with Juliana. Through intimate discussions, intriguing subject matters, and the expertise of her guests. For more on Juliana and her show, check out her website, connectwithjuliana.com. Juliana will cover it all. Nothing is off limits. She wants to know what matters to you. Make the connection. Tune in to Toginet to connect with Juliana to find out the facts that could be hidden beneath the surface. Connect with Juliana on Toginet to make a quality connection in your life. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Nature Spirit Speak with Geraldine Tegelov. These days, sometimes stuff just happens. We go through financial crisis, we get stuck in boring jobs, bad relationships, addictive patterns, or we just stagnate while we're waiting on something or worse, someone to come along and save us. It's what we do next that matters. And here, you can get started. It's Nature Spirit Speak on Toginet.com. And here again is your host, Geraldine Tegelov. Well, woohoo! It is now time to introduce my wonderful guest, Mary Simaluka. But before I do that, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about this amazing, amazing lady. 
Mary is the executive producer of Victor and I, an Alexander Vesley film and CEO of Noetic Films, Inc. She's an entrepreneur, professional speaker, radio talk show host here on Toginet and mentor to young people around the world. For the last 25 years, she created, incubated and managed many successful small businesses. Now, having survived uh, serial life challenges, Mary found herself in search of meaning and a new life's purpose. Relocating to California in 27 and 3,000 miles from friends and family to begin a new life in the sunshine of California, her path crossed with filmmaker Alexander Vesley. Their friendship and partnership across the miles resulted in the creation of a new company, Noetic Films, formed to produce and distribute films with depth, meaning and substance. And the first Noetic production is a fascinating documentary about the pioneer of meaning, Dr. Viktor Frankl. Mary's passion has now shifted to helping others uncover the meaning in their lives. So this is going to be amazing this morning. And welcome, Mary. Welcome. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. Oh, it's my pleasure, Mary, and I'm so excited at having you here today. And Mary, I've got so many questions to ask you that I think we best get straight into it so that um, (laughs) I don't miss out on anything. So Mary, I'd love for you to tell us a little of your story and how I guess you became an expert really in the area of loss and grieving and um, I think this will put everything into perspective for our listeners today. Okay, I certainly will. Where to start is always the, um, the question. I grew up in a small town in North Carolina in, on a, uh, in a farming community and had a pretty idyllic life, although my mother and father had suffered um, quite a bit. They had 11 pregnancies, eight dead babies, two with cerebral palsy, and I'm the only normal one. Um, and even then, I've had lung disease all of my life, and so they had to suffer with me being in and out of the hospital with lung disease. But in spite of all that, we had we were surrounded by a huge family of and caregivers and friends and everybody helping each other. Farming communities, as you may or may not know, tend to band together. So I lived a pretty idyllic life. Um, and then I went off to college and got a great education and then moved to Washington, D.C. and met my husband, who was a New Yorker, on a plane on the way to Atlanta. And there began our 16-year-long love story, which was absolutely wonderful. And that's another story I'll tell someday. But um, it, to today's topic, I guess in 19... Um, well, I don't even remember the year now, but in a span of eight years... Um, I, I was sort of thrust out of my happy, happy life into a life of um, Ill, dealing with serious illness, death, caregiving that was overwhelming from one family member to another. And in a span of that eight years, I lost my grandmother, who I was very close to, 
My father, who was so close to me, it was ridiculous. I used to go to the phone no matter where I was in the world and call him every Sunday afternoon. And even now, he's been gone for a long time or passed over. I still go to the phone on Sunday sometimes and think, well, I'm going to call my dad and tell him so-and-so. And then I think, whoops, can't call him quite yet. But um, I lost my dad, and then I lost my mother. Took uh, my father had cancer, and I was his. Went down in the last stages of um, his life from Washington to stay with him for the last six months, and help my mom care for him as he passed on. And um, that was the first episode I had of real protracted grief. Um, I went um, into a state of. I crossed over from sadness, and people always ask me, well, how does sadness differ from depression? It differs from from depression in this way profoundly. You cannot carry on your normal activities, uh, your normal daily routine. Um, I went, I sort of curled up in a fetal position after my father's funeral and stayed in the bed off and on more than not for probably a year. And my husband was there to help me along, and, and eventually I got over and out of that. And then right on the heels of that came the loss of my mom. She had um, emphysema. Um, it was a tobacco farm that we grew up on, and a lot of the people died from smoking-related issues. And um, so she had a pretty tough time with death and dying, and I was her caretaker. And then uh, things went along pretty well for a year or so, and then my husband was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. And I I thought to myself, God, are you serious now? I mean, one more thing. I mean, each one of these episodes, I call them, of grief, had built up in my heart such a hole and what I like to call a giant pain body. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I was never fully working through each one before the next one hit and the next one hit and the next one hit. But I had still had my best friend Paula, and I still, you know, was able to work through it. And for, so we dealt with my husband's cancer, and he passed away. And then that's when I really went to the bottom of the barrel. I I would not go out of the house for three years. All I did was get worse with my lung condition, have to take more medication. They were increasing my steroids, my oxygen by the day. I was. I was pending suicide. I threatened suicide on several occasions. I actually planned it out. And finally, one day I said, I've got to get some help. And so I did see a therapist for um, a couple of weeks and decided that's not going to work. So my friend Paula, who was my best friend for 36 years, like sister to me, um, came over and she said, okay, today here's what we're going to do. We're going to get up. We're going to focus on getting you dressed, going out for lunch one day a week. That's it. And so we did that. And then slowly but surely, I started to get back into work. Now, I was blessed with the fact that I was an entrepreneur and I had a staff that was surrounded me with love and they would bring groceries over and they would help take care of me the best they could. But I refused to go out of the house, even to church, certainly not to work and certainly not for social occasions. But slowly but surely, as Paula helped me work through all this, and and she was just wonderful, I I sort of re-entered life. And I was back at work probably five days a week when um, her husband was diagnosed with cancer. So I said, well, this is just our lot in life, and I'll help her. 
And so for the next year or so, we began to, I began to support her as she took him for treatments and everything was going along pretty well. And then suddenly one day the doctor walks in and says, well, today's the day I have to tell you there's nothing more we can do. And so she decided to head uh, back to where they came from, which was Georgia. And that's uh, about a 14-hour drive from D.C. or two-and-a-half, three-hour flight where they lived in Georgia. So she took her husband back down there to sort of die at home. And he was getting progressively worse. And I, on a Sunday evening, I talked to her around 10 o'clock or 10.30 at night, and she had been up with him for six days straight. And she said, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I can't sleep. I can't get any sleep because, you know, he's, he needs medication every hour. She said, but his daughter and her stepdaughter and son-in-law are going to come over this evening. And I said, well, promise. I said, I'm getting in the car and coming down there. And she said, no. She said, everybody down here smokes. You'll be complaining about that. She said, why don't, why yes. don't <laughs> She said, why don't you just wait, and I'll need you worse later. And we had a feeling. This was November 21st. And uh, we had a feeling that he wasn't going to make it to Thanksgiving even. So I said, okay, I'll call you in the morning as soon as I get up. And I get, I'm an early riser. So at 3 o'clock in the morning, I woke up just as clear as I'm talking to you right now, Geraldine. And I heard her calling me, Mary, help me, help me, help me. And I looked at the clock and I said, wait a minute, it's 3 o'clock. I'm not calling her right now. It must have been a dream. So I went back to sleep. And at 6 o'clock, the phone rang. And I thought, well, she is calling me. So I got up to answer the phone, and it was a uh, a police officer, actually a, a Georgia Bureau of Investigation officer, calling me to say that she and her husband had been murdered in the middle of the night. Oh, my goodness, Mary. And I, oh, my goodness just started running around the house like a crazy person. I couldn't wrap my head around it. I said, what do you mean? What are you telling me? I just talked to her six hours ago. And so then he said, I'm afraid it's true, and we need you to come down here and, and, um, and help us work through this. And, you know, that was the final person in my life that was like family to me. I mean, I have a lot of family members, but, I mean, my immediate family, the ones I depended on. And I just, um, I just couldn't understand what was I going to do. Well, and I can understand that. I mean, you, you really had come. I don't know how how you had survived that long, Mary, is amazing. But uh, to come through that as well, my goodness. So I, I somehow pulled myself together. I went to my next door. Actually, my next door neighbor heard me screaming. And she came over there and her husband and said, what in the world is wrong? And I said, Paula's dead. Paula's dead. Oh, my God. And they're like, no. But it was true. And so I realized that I was going to have to deal with it because I couldn't go through the depth of the abyss of of. Uh, depression and the steps towards suicide that I had been through before. And when, so I went down to Georgia, got myself together, went down to Georgia, met a friend in Atlanta. We drove to States. Mary, we might have to just 
just hold it there for a moment because we're coming to a break now. But after the break, we shall um, continue our conversation around this. And I'm sure Mary will be able to share with us how she overcame this grief and this depression and the steps that she took to help her find her way through this loss and the grieving. So hang in there, more later. We ask ourselves, why does the same type of problem or the same problem itself keep reoccurring in our life? That's where Dr. Geraldine Tegelov comes in. This is Nature Spirits Speak. And we'll be back with more right after these on toginet.com. Hey kids, do you think you're creative? Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, right here on TogiNet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest, fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? Mobile is the future, and the future is now. Listen in each week, Tuesdays, 4 to 5 Central, to Brilliant Mobile Marketing with your host, Mobile Mary, as we simplify the hottest marketing channel, Mobile Marketing, and share secrets on how you can use mobile to be more brilliant, be more profitable, and have more fun in your industry. Join us each week to learn from brilliant business leaders on how to simply and easily capture a list of raving fans and turn them into loyal customers. This show will help business owners, authors, and speakers realize their own brilliance by tapping into the insights of fellow brilliant business leaders. We will also showcase brilliant tools, both traditional and digital, that will make you more brilliant in everything you do. Don't miss your date with Brilliant Mobile Marketing and your host, Mobile Mary, America's mobile marketing expert, as she shares her success strategies every Tuesday from 4 to 5 Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Nature Spirit Speak with Geraldine Tegelov. These days, sometimes stuff just happens. We go through financial crisis, we get stuck in boring jobs, bad relationships, addictive patterns, or we just stagnate while we're waiting on something or worse, someone to come along and save us. It's what we do next that matters. And here, you can get started. It's Nature Spirit Speak on Toginet.com. And here again is your host, Geraldine Tegelov. Today, I am speaking with my guest, Mary Similuka, and we're talking about um, grief and depression. And after hearing Mary's incredible story, I definitely know that she is the perfect person to help us come to terms with this and help us to work through these emotions and come out the other side, finding meaning within each of them. So, Mary, how on earth... Did you get up and continue on? 
um, I had promised Paula um, shortly before she died that no matter what I went through in my life again, I would not end up in the psych ward of the hospital again. And so I was trying everything I could to um, to adhere to that promise. And so I came back um, home from her funeral, and I decided to take the advice of my psychiatrist that I had worked with before um, to reread the book Man's Search for Meaning by Dr. Viktor Frankl. And in that book, it's it. It tells the story of Dr. Frank Olin, how he lost all the members of his family during what is arguably the worst um, genocide um, in, in history of the world, uh, the Holocaust. And he, he came to the same spot that I was in. He came back from this, the final concentration camp after the liberation <clears throat> back to his home in Vienna. And realized he was in this empty apartment with his mother, father, sister, brother-in-law, wife, pregnant wife, Tilly, gone. And and he he was contemplating suicide at one point. And that's where I was. And I, I realized that if he could go through all that and become the greatest thinker of the 21st century... And, and and show us all how to do it, that I could take those messages and work it through with my life. And I had studied his work in college, and then I met him in person in 1987 through one of my businesses. But I never dreamed that I would be um, uh, encountering his work on such a personal level. So for me, um, and he famously said, you know, everyone has a, has their own Auschwitz, and that is was certainly true for me, because though I didn't come through a concentration camp, I felt like I had. And, and I, I think that's true for everyone, Mary. Mm-hmm. We all, at some point in time, have to go through this, don't we? Or it seems, I mean, it's the way we, we grow. Yes. So I decided to design, because I'm a business person, I decided to design a new business plan for my life. And so I sat down with a piece of paper, and I realized that I could not stay in Washington, D.C., surrounded by all the restaurants and churches and places that I normally went with my husband and Paula and my mom and dad and my you know, grandmother. I had to get away from the environment so I didn't see their faces everywhere I went. And I have lung disease chronically, and I may have to have a lung transplant, so I had to be in a good place near a transplant center. So on one side of the paper I listed, what is it I really want in my life? I didn't even consider work at that point because I didn't care at that point. I just wanted to survive because, you know, when you're in the throes of depression like that, what you have to do is take one simple baby step each day toward a new and better future. And sometimes that's hard to see. I mean, I would go two or three weeks without taking a bath. I wouldn't get out of bed at all. I mean, and so I would have to, okay, make a conscious decision. Today I'm going to get up and get dressed. Tomorrow I'm going to do this. But I had gone through that, you know, when my when my husband died. So this time I, I knew a little bit more. And so I knew I couldn't stay there, and I designed this business plan, and I said, okay, where do you want to live? You want to live in the sunshine. What do you like? You like oceans. So I started looking at and what, what kind of temperature do you need. I need a temperate climate because extremes of hot or cold aren't good for my lungs. You need to be sort of close to major medical centers. So I started looking, the, and I wanted to stay in the United States. So I started looking the map around. 
and I found San Diego, California, which is uh, probably in the continental United States, the best climate we have. And then I went up the coastline a little bit because San Diego is so expensive. And I found this little community that is close to an ocean and a very expensive property called Laguna Beach. But six miles up from the beach is a little town called Ladera Ranch. It's, it, it was a ranch, and they've made a master planned community here. And it was a senior uh, village, over 55 active communities. So I could get a little apartment there, and I'd still be close to the beach. And it was an hour and a half to L.A., it is an hour. That's where I live now. It is an hour and a half to L.A. and an hour and a half to San Diego. Both of those big cities have big transplant centers. And I'm Catholic, and I'm very connected to my church. So there's a Catholic hospital, which I am attached to right down the street and is walking distance to my church. So amazing, thought, well, Mary. Yeah, yeah it's it amazing. be any more perfect, right? No, and so it's amazing it's, once we begin to write things down and, and become clear about it that right. things fall into place. Yeah. But I'm a person who hates change, but yet I've been thrust into this world and forced into change. So I, I thought, can I really move 3,000 miles away from home? What will I do with my business? What about my employees? You know, so I made all those decisions, and six weeks later, I sold my house, sold my business, and moved out here. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And, yes. and, and that was drastic. Um, but, you know, for me, and then when I came here, I cried probably the first three months I was here because I hated it. I, di- I didn't know, I didn't understand the environment at all. I felt like I'd been picked up and thrust into outer space. But as I started getting involved in, you know, the community, going back to church, meeting people, and they were so sweet. When I came here, they heard about my story and the priest organized a welcome party for me. I mean, who does that? You know, oh, that's beautiful. I know. Well, then, uh, lo and behold, you know, here's this Frankel connection coming around. I, at my first job back at work, I meet a young man, a filmmaker, Alexander Vesley, and he's starting to tell me about an archive project he's working on for his grandfather's work. Well, I went the whole week not having any idea who he was. Um, and really, I just knew that he was a wonderful young man, and we had a great connection right off the bat. We instantly became friends. And so he was sort of hanging out at our booth and chitting and chatting. And at the end of the conference, we were down in the hotel coffee shop and decided to have a quick bite to eat together before we headed all, everybody headed home. And um, all of a sudden, all these famous psychiatrists from all over the world are coming up to the table. Oh, Alex, I'm so honored to meet you. Oh, Alex, what a great thing it is you're here. Did you say, excuse me, but what about Mary? But no, I said, okay, I don't understand something. Who are you really? You're obviously not some ordinary kid with a camera. And he laughed and he said, he's a very humble and very sweet young man. And he said, you know, they don't want, they don't care about me. They just want information about my grandfather. I said, okay, I'll bite. Who's your grandfather? And he said, Victor Franco. I said, oh, shut up. I was married to Elvis. So, of course, I didn't believe it at all. I mean, how could it be that after all I'd been through for the previous eight years, and knowing the Franco connection has always been heading toward my direction, you know, with meeting him, studying his work in college, encountering it after I came out of the hospital, and now I'm sitting with his grandson. 
Mary, I quite believe it and quite understand it. Well, you would because it's your business to do that. (laughs) But most people are like, are you serious? So anyway, we, we... we, as I said, we had already had a connection before I knew who he was, but then we started talking seriously about his project. And I said, well, this is a story that needs to go not in the Viktor Frankl archives in Vienna, Austria. This this needs to go to the world. This needs to go it, it, it be a, a much bigger film. Um, and he said, well, it's always been my dream to make an America, a U.S. film. And I said, well, today's the day. We're going to decide to do it. Oh, wow, Mary, this, this, this is so exciting. Yeah, so mm. I, 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 you know what? I use this analogy a lot. I tell people I was drowning in a vat of mud, and God picked me up, or spirit, and moved me 3,000 miles from home, and I landed in a vat of sunshine. And now love pours into me from all over the world because of this connection. And Mary... The little picture that I've used today for today's note is all about that. There's a little pebble in the shape of a heart that's sitting in the mud and in the, the stream of life. Okay. And there is always that love from, as you say, God or spirit or whoever, who's ready to pick you up and place you exactly where you need to be. Right. And so um, Dr. Frankel taught all of us that regardless of the circumstances in our life, we can always find meaning. And not only did he teach us that that could happen, he showed us how to do it. And that's what I want to leave your listeners with today. And I don't know if we have time to talk about it now or when we come back from the break. But basically, the overview is he gave us three very specific ways that we could find meaning in our life. He talked about the creative values. We could create something, an enduring piece of work, write a piece of music, write a book, develop, you know, make a movie. Um, some kind of creative value that would bring meaning to our life. Then he talked about the experiential values where we encounter a person, a something, a someone to experience and to give ourselves to and have them give themselves back to us. And then the third way is the uh, attitudinal values. And that's when we choose our attitude to be positive and to look for hope no matter what has happened to us, and to realize that one or more combinations of those three methods can bring meaning back into our lives. And for me... Yes, Mary, and we're about to go to another break. I'm sorry to interrupt, but wow, such valuable, valuable information. And uh, please don't go away because we're going to hear more from Mary. This, you know... This is the information or maybe the step, the one step that you've been waiting for to enable you to get yourself out of that mud and into that beautiful sunshine that Mary has spoken about today, which is what's happened within her life. And if it's happened for one person, guess what? It can happen for each and every one of us if we choose to make the decision that it is going to happen that way and take that sweet small step whenever we possibly can so hang in there a little more after the break
We ask ourselves, why does the same type of problem or the same problem itself keep reoccurring in our life? That's where Dr. Geraldine Tegelov comes in. This is Nature Spirits Speak. And we'll be back with more right after these on toginet.com. Second chances. We all deserve them. And we are all worthy of them. Second chances. With your host, Midge Noble. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on Toginet is like coming home to warm, fresh-baked cookies, a hug from Grandma, or an enthusiastic greeting from your dog. Second Chances, hosted by Midge Noble, a licensed professional counselor, is affirming, warm, genuine, validating, and thought-provoking. Second Chances is a place to be heard, a place to laugh, a place to cry, and a place to be seen. For more on Midge and Second Chances, check out MidgeNobleSecondChances.com. Then be a part of a show that will change how you think, how you feel, and what you do. Give yourself the gift of second chances and see where it will take you. So take a deep breath, open your heart, open your mind, and join host Midge Noble for Second Chances. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters on toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. And two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground, as well as to inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites. With more information on their passions and successes, first for Debbie, FairytaleWishesInc.com. And for Deanna, TheNextBigZing.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. With the Soul Sisters, Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen on toginet.com. Welcome back to Nature Spirit Speak with Geraldine Tegelov. These days, sometimes stuff just happens. We go through financial crisis, we get stuck in boring jobs, bad relationships, addictive patterns, or we just stagnate while we're waiting on something or worse, someone to come along and save us. It's what we do next that matters. And here, you can get started. It's Nature Spirit Speak on toginet.com. And here again is your host, Geraldine Tegelov. Well, finding meaning in grief and depression can be quite a challenge, believe me. I've been there and done that. And so has our beautiful guest today, Mary Simaluka. And today we're discussing with her her work around um, the story of Dr. Viktor Frankl. And I'd like to begin this segment just with my very favorite paragraph out of the book, Man's Search for Meaning. And it says, this young woman knew that she would die in the next few days, but when I talked to her, she was cheerful in spite of this knowledge. I am grateful for that fate has hit me so hard, she told me. In my former life, I was spoiled and did not take spiritual accomplishments seriously. Pointing through the window of the hut, which was in the concentration camp, 
She said, this tree here is the only friend I have in my loneliness. Through that window, she could see just one branch of a chestnut tree and on the branch were two small blossoms. I often talked to this tree, she said to me. I was startled and didn't quite know how to take her words. Was she delirious? Did she have occasional hallucinations? Anxiously, I asked her if, um, if, she, if the tree replied. Yes, she said. What did it say to her? She answered. It said to me, I am here. I am here. I am life, eternal life. And I guess for me, it was all about finding the meaning, um, why I needed to go through these experiences in order to really and truly discover what I held within me. Now, Mary, I hope I, this is, this, I just had to share that little paragraph because I just love it so much. And I'm sure you have so much now to share with us about your movie. Well, you know, thank you for that because there's no better speaker in this world than Victor Frankl. So anything that we can share of his will be a golden nugget every, each and every time. Um, Well, after Alex and I met, we decided to form a small company in California, even though he lives in Vienna, Austria, and try to figure out how to produce a documentary that would show the personal side of his um, grandfather. And, you know, it's really difficult um, for a young man who was very close to someone in their lives. I mean, Alex and and Dr. Frank were very close, uh, and he uh, was 23 when his grandfather died. Uh, So... It's very difficult to talk about a person as a filmmaker who you were close to personally and yet who was also close to the world. Mm-hmm. And so what he decided to do, and I supported, I'm the producer, so my job is primarily supporting his dream, raising the money to make it happen, helping to put it all together, building the website, the infrastructure, the um, the staff, uh, the the team that will help bring Alex's uh, cinematic vision to life. Well, but, uh, I, I would have to say, Mary, you have done the most sensational job because I'm holding this uh, DVD in my hands right in this moment and you would not believe the number of awards that this movie has won. They're all across the bottom of the DVD. So congratulations, Mary. This is just amazing work. Thank you, thank you. It's getting really, um, I mean, it shocked us. I mean, the first award that came in was the Diamond Award from the California Film Awards, which almost nobody wins when it's their first documentary. And I I even argued with Alex about applying. I said, why should we waste all this money? We don't have a chance. (laughs) (laughs) But his his numbers still face, Mary. (laughs) Well, I know, and I'm usually the consummate optimist, but, you know, I thought... I mean, it's more money. Every time somebody, I mean, that's the life of a producer. I think I wrote that the other day on my Facebook page. Uh, producer, definition, one who cries for, begs for, pleads for, whines for, and prays for money. <laughs> that's what. That's our job, you know. So yeah. anyway, we did apply for, um, you know, 10 film awards, and we won four of them. I mean, that's shocking. That's amazing. I know. And the first banquet where I went down to accept the award because in San Diego, Alex was in um, 
Vienna, and we thought it was, you know, quite an extensive trip for a, a night out. But now I wish he had come because it was the first one. But it was full of people who were just enthralled with this work. And and as I accepted the award on Alex's behalf, I told them, I said, I know that Dr. Franco, in spite of having 29 honorary doctorates and an MD, PhD, and being everything to everybody in the world, probably the award he'd be most proud of tonight was the one for his grandson. Oh, most definitely. But it is the most amazing movie. Um, I have sat and actually my husband and I sat and, and watched and it's just sensational, Mary. And Mrs. Franco is still alive and quite a good friend to Noetic Films, and, and um, I speak with her quite often, and she is so grateful that people are reigniting the passion for Dr. Franco's work 16 years after his death, and our radio show is doing that, so we're just having a ball with the film, and now we're into our second film, and um, it's about Dr. Milton H. Erickson, another great thinker, who came to sort of the same conclusions as Dr. Franco, and overcame huge challenges himself he had uh life-threatening polio and was paralyzed and when you were telling the story of dr frankel in the in the holocaust i was reminded of something that's going to be in the uh, milton erickson film called wizard of the desert where he's laying there listening to the doctor outside of his bedroom i think at age 17 or 18 telling his mother that his son's not going to her son's not going to survive this and he got uh-huh. furious and he and he could not move hardly anything from the neck down at that point, and that there was nothing that they could do um, in the old times to solve this problem. And he decided right then and there to overcome and use his mind, body, and spirit to cure himself. And, and that's that is, yeah, that's exactly and that's, what he did. Yeah, and it's so possible for all of us, Mary, if we could it just is. get that through our head to understand that. The decision is within us, really. Right. And that's the message of Franco. It's also the message of Erickson, and it's my message, that you can take one tiny step. If it's not every day, then at least every week. You can choose your direction. You can, there's always hope as long as there's life, and there's always life, as you and I know, Geraldine. Yes. Even if it's not of this world, there's always life. Yes. So. You know, we have hope for the future, and I think those prisoners, Dr. Frankel said this best, those prisoners in the concentration camps who had the most hope survived, and those who did not, did not. Mm. And it's, so it's not only a matter of feeling better, it's a matter of our very life. And we have a responsibility toward life. We have a spot. Yeah. yeah, and it's grabbing. It's grabbing for that life with all your might and and belief that it is possible. Mm-hmm. It's not only possible to overcome, but it's it's possible to to have a new and exciting direction. I mean, who would have thought that at age sixty, I would be going through this now and starting all over with a whole new career? In fact, you'll appreciate this. I just had a designer design my new logo for my speaking career, and she she put a banana peel on the floor outside of a director's chair with my name on the back, and I'm called the <laughs> accidental producer. And I said, what does the banana peel for? And she said, well, that is going to indicate how you can slip in one direction from one life to another very quickly. Uh, and I look, I know exactly where you're coming from, Mary. We lost everything at the age of, well, I was 57 and my husband Bill was 58. And, and you do look at it and think, how on earth will I start again? And yet 
you know, the most amazing life has opened up for both of us. So, exactly. yes, it is but just mm. possible. Let, but let me get back for a minute to that time when you're sitting in the funeral home. If any of your listeners are there tonight or just came back planning your husband or your father or your mother or your child's funeral, you know that hole in your stomach and that hole in your heart that you feel. And I'm going to offer you these words. Start thinking of living your life from the inside out now. Because their love is within you. And if you look at it as a compounding effect to the love you already had, you can, you can do wonders with it. And that has become my mantra. If you live life from the inside out, most of your days will be wonderful. What a beautiful, beautiful mantra, um, Mary, and one that I would have to totally agree with. And that has really become my mantra as well in life that, um, yes, we can and we have to grow on the inside before we can see results on the outside. Mary, we've only got a couple of minutes to go. So please tell us where we can, um, you know, find contact you find information about your movie so we'll okay. have to be quick with this we've got two minutes sabrina okay, is well, just I'll, I'll just tell you really quickly it, i'd like for everybody to go and look at our website the victor franco movie website because we have a lot of never before seen photos and things there you can also order the film there but please sign up for updates it's www.victorandimovie.com and that's v-i-k-t-o-r and imovie.com. And you can call me at 949-365-0555 if you'd like to chat. I'm always available. And you can look me up on Facebook, Mary.Simaluka, C-I-M-I-L-U-C-A. Geraldine, thank you so much. I know your time is short. You want to say goodbye to your listeners, but oh, I could that, not think of a better way to spend my evening than being with you. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mary, for being on my show today. And we have just had a wonderful time and we've learnt, well, I have learnt so much and I'm sure the listeners have too. So thank you so much for being here and sharing your wealth of wisdom and knowledge and understanding and your movies with us. It is truly appreciated and you can find all of Mary's info too on the Nature Spirit Speak show page here on Toginet so please whiz by there and have a look too but yes we are running out of time very very quickly so um, thank you all for being here with us today and please visit me here at Toginet or NatureSpiritSpeak.com for a recording of this week's show uh, it's always there waiting for you as a podcast and it's always on my website as well in the meantime a million blessings of happiness and love and peace to you all have the most amazing week until next time bye for now bye bye